So what we see in the television or in our channel, what we receive as a message is a remembrance of something that we already know because we are part of the big heart. So we already know what we're channeling. At this very moment, you're entering the vortex of Mystic Podcast. to record a solo for you. I woke up this morning and went straight into meditation and channeled some ideas because I wanted to ask a little bit more about what we're going to cover in this episode. I wanted to talk to you guys about channeling and I was given this idea of channeling that I have never thought before. So I'm excited to share that with you and also some other fun energies that I've been in contact with lately. But this morning, I had to wake up extremely early because they came to our house and they're doing something with the plumbing or something and they cut off the water. They're, so the water is off for a couple of hours now. So I woke up really early to get ready and I've realized that Lately, I don't like to wake up early and I used to be this person that used to wake up super early and get everything done because it was when I was the most productive and I've changed so much. I feel like nowadays my mornings are extremely slow, meditation, dancing, kind of slowly waking up to the day. So it feels a little off. To have to wake up so early, get ready, and start the day this way. But I'm happy to be here, happy for the meditation that I got and the fact that I'm good to go for a few hours without water. And I've gotten a lot of questions from you guys lately on just interesting, curious topics that I wanted to start the podcast or this episode with some of those questions that came over. I personally been navigating the wave of October in a very interesting way. I had, as I said before, such an amazing September and felt a lot of the pressure coming into October and just had to realize that each month it's very different and that just because something was amazing in a in a way it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to continue or do the same or there's more pressure for everything to continue to be so wonderful but instead what I've learned from this last week I've been a little bit off with the pressure of what is October look like for my business for my clients for um, the podcast and I realized that I have these times where I have to her, her, go as a hermit and completely I, I feel like I didn't want to be on Instagram. I didn't want to write any content for any of my platforms. I felt like I just didn't want to be there. I just didn't want to give any of me and just wanted to hide or not even hide but just rest and be. And, and I was at the beginning fighting this because as... um. 
masculine-based society, we're always in this, what's next, what's next, and what do we do, and what do we do? So I caught myself on that pressure, and it was in my chest, and I went channel writing, which is a form of channeling, to ask what was actually happening. And, and the funny thing is that we're saying it's a shift of perspective that will release the pressure that you feel in your chest of thinking that you need to be somewhere, you need to do something. Because really what the world needs from you is for you to be, for you to experience your life, for you to simply be you. So that kind of shifted my energy in the understanding that there is a period in which we receive information we receive creative ideas we receive projects and once we're channeling those projects there's this moment in which we need to laid back to receive it and this is something that we're going to cover when I tell you guys how the channeling works but it's this moment of silence this moment of hermit being a hermit this moment of kind of tuning inwards and receiving that and once we receive it which I did a few days ago, then I was all ready to go. I was like, oh, I want to be on Instagram. I want to share all this. I know where to go. I know what to do. But it's this moment of, of a space, of silence that we don't trust. It's this moment in which we have to surrender to trusting that what we need to do in order to continue to manifest the life that we're creating, it's coming. But it doesn't come from this intellectual, but it comes from leaning back and allowing the universe to give us the gifts of new ideas, of new projects, of new things in ways that we didn't even thought before. So that's something that I wanted to share because I believe that we're always asking the question, how do I do this? What do I need to do? What's my next thing? And if that's you, what I want to say to you is, what if you give yourself a couple of days to create some silence? What if you give yourself a couple of days to receive? And this goes into my invitation to you guys. I am teaching a free masterclass. It's a magic activation, a masterclass on intuition one-on-one. And this is going to be next Thursday, the 22nd of October at uh, 7.30 p.m. C Central European time. And if you can't make it live with us, it's totally fine. You can watch the replay right after we're done. But if you want to sign up, the link, it's going to be on the note shows, on the show notes. <laughs> on the show notes so you can just join us and in this masterclass I'm going to be talking about how to activate your intuition how to listen to receive channeled information how to start to create this relationship with your ability to receive information from your highest self intuition and from the universe in channeling form it's going to be an amazing, amazing class, and I hope you can join us. With that said, I am excited to share these questions of some of you who have asked me, and then we'll go right into the channeling, because there's so much that I want to share. So this is from Stina, and Stina said, 
Hey, Daniela, I just listened to your latest episode and really appreciate you bringing Nikki and loved her story. I could really relate so much to what you were saying about feeling misunderstood and like you can say so many things because people around you simply don't understand what you're really saying. So that brings me up to the question for me of how to go about spreading my message. Like who do I want to speak to and serve? You were saying in the episode is deciding whether you just openly share the whole truth and knowledge or to maybe dim it down a bit to be able to reach different groups of people. That's an internal struggle I'm having and I don't know how and I don't know what the right way for me is. Like who I am meant to reach. So this is what I would going to say to Stina. I, I believe that we have our own world of how we see things and what we have remembered about the truth of the universe and the truth of who we are. But the thing is like not everybody has that kind of awakening or understanding or remembering. So what I would say at the very core of things as I was reminded not too long ago our purpose is to be who we are. And by being who we are we activate the remembrance of others. We become an example, an inspiration for others. What I do want to say is to start to understand that you can share your message however you want to share it. But what I do personally is that I like to share my world with the people that I believe love me and support me in my weird witchy ways. So I don't just go and talk to this to everybody or talk the way I would share with everybody because I believe that it is precious and sacred. So I have my core group where I know that I'm safe to share without filter, without dimming down and I can 100% be who I am. In order to be able to connect to other people though, then I don't normally share too much unless I'm asked. But I also not going to lie about what I think if the conversation pops up. But what I've noticed is that I I still want to connect to all my friends and I still want to connect to all the people. So I meet them where they are. And I think that's a very beautiful thing. It's not about not being who I am with certain people, but meeting people where they are. When I have a lot of clients too, I usually notice where they are in the spectrum of things and I try to meet them with love and compassion where they are and kind of speak their language because I don't need to prove anything to anybody about what I know and who I am. Instead, I get to meet them at their level. So, Stina, about your people, your message, who you are, it's your message, what you want to share and what you want to talk about all the time, it's your message. And what I would say is try to meet people where they are. Sometimes we we forget that just a few years ago, what we think now and what we know now, it's so precious. So I usually try to think about who I was a year or two years ago. And that's usually what I tend to share to begin with with my audience with you guys because I know that those are things that are very valuable that I know now but that 
in one, one year ago, two years ago was extremely useful. So I have a balance between sharing the things that I've already learned and the things that I'm currently learning in a platform or in a group of people where I feel safe to do so. I hope that helps. And to the next question, we have Naima and she says, I have been wondering for some time now and maybe you can give me a quick bit of insight. By cutting off all your hair, does that have any effect on connection to spirit or ability to channel? This question seems crazy to me, but I'm generally curious considering all the beautiful healers I have follow have long, gorgeous hair. So I'm going to answer this question based on my personal world and views. Because I believe that if you ask somebody else, this is definitely a question that can be answered in many ways. For me personally, I think that our ability to channel and our connection goes beyond anything physical. So I don't think that because we, I don't know, got forbidden, lose a part of our bodies and we're not able to channel. And it goes the same with hair. So... I don't think that if we lose the hair, then we lose our ability to connect to spirit because it goes beyond the physical. I've heard in many traditions that the hair stores memories. And by cutting our hair, then we are cutting off those memories. But I also believe in my own view that our memories are stored beyond our physical bodies. Yeah, we stored a lot of trauma in the physical body, that is true, but at the core level of it, it's energy. What I do believe, when I cut my hair a few years back a lot, I felt like I was rejuvenated. Because I cut, I had a very, very long hair almost to my hips and I cut it to my shoulders. And I felt rejuvenated, to be honest. I felt like just like... I kind of became my future self and I shed so many layers that I was ready to shed. So in a way, I feel like I I got rid of energy that was no longer serving me, but that's the way I see it. So what I would say here is what you believe is what your world is based on. So if you believe that you're cutting your connection by cutting your hair, that's what your world is based on. But if you believe the opposite then the opposite becomes true because truth is very relevant. Relevant to our past experiences, to our core beliefs, and to our environment. The last question I have here for today is from Helena. Helena says, Hi, Daniela. I love to follow you here on Instagram and I really resonate with the latest episode on your podcast. I feel a deep connection to source, but sometimes feel confused as to why some people lead a hard life like war and poverty. I think it's an important subject to talk about on maybe one of your episodes. Thank you again. So I loved this question from Helena because I don't usually channel about this. There is a reason why that I will share in perhaps future episodes. But I did sit down and channeled because I was actually really curious about her question. And this is what I, what came as a source of information for her question. The way I saw it is that there is this darker 
cloudy thing over our society. This kind of cloud, like darker grayish cloud over our collective as a human collective. And what they were showing me is, is that this dark cloud, it's like fogging, it's like fogging our brain. And we can't see clearly who we are and our capabilities and our abilities and things like that. So we get really confused and we get, we get lost in communication and um, thinking that there's not enough for everybody and all these things. And that's like the forgetting of who we are. So what they were showing me is there is so much of that fogginess and confusion and forgetfulness that is a ripple effect that creates the war, that creates poverty, that creates all this miscommunication. And then when people don't feel safe within themselves and they feel like they need to do something about it and they don't trust the universe, then they become really controlling and really uh, like whoring things and creating violence because they think that they need to survive some in some way. And this cloud is over the uh, the world and it's a spreading, creating this, um, how would you say, m- this balance between who gets money and who doesn't and how society works and why wars get started in the first place. And they're saying it, that's, that's the thing that is the forgetfulness of the fact that it is available for everybody. So what happens energetically is that abundance goes to those who remember and know how to work it with it energetically. But what's happening at the moment is that we feel so bad for what's happening as we see it physically because that's the only thing that we see. We see physical people hurting, poverty, and wars. And we think that by staying in the cloud and by not remembering our fullness and our wholeness and stepping up from the cloud, washing ourselves from the cloud, is the way to help, but it's not. So we think that if we just go deeper into the cloud, if we don't ask for anything, if we don't live our best life, if we simply just continue to suffer for other people, continue to feel bad about others, we think that that's the way to help. But that doesn't help anybody. Because we can even look at it as a micro perspective of, When you feel bad, you affect everybody around you that way. When you're feeling depressed and when you're not being your best self, the ripple effect goes to those who are closest to you. So imagine the ripple effect in the collective. So what I would say on that is there is so much that we can do and it starts with our ability to claim our light, to remember to be our best selves so that we can rise and from rising, help others remember. Be the change. Be the ones responsible for donating. Be the one responsible for creating change in certain communities, for leveling up the levels of communication. 
but we cannot do it from our small self. So we can all commit to our best selves and that's how we heal what's happening. So the guilt that we feel for wanting more when people don't have is just a trap from from this cloud of confusion. Okay. I love those questions. So thank you guys for sending those questions. Please send them more. Keep them coming. I love when I can just go into a topic that I usually wouldn't otherwise. So this is what I wanted to touch about when it comes to channeling. I had a session with a healer. She is the teacher of my teacher. And I've been wanting to see her for a while because a few months back when I was operating somehow out of technology, meaning I was working misalignment to my truth and who I am, I felt somehow disconnected in my channeling. I felt like I was getting on the way. I felt like I was pushing and trying. And sometimes the pushing and trying got me just kind of distracted when I was channeling. So I made an appointment with her. And I think she, her appointments is like, you have to wait a month to see her. So I made an appointment and then it was going to be within a month. And for some reason, I felt like I wasn't ready for her. So I canceled the appointment and then I went on with my life. But then again, she came back, like the thought of seeing her came back. So I decided to make an appointment and I forgot about it. And he came just in the perfect moment. So I was really excited to see her because again, she's a teacher of one of my teachers or one of the people that I listen to when it comes to channeling. So I was really excited to see her. And at the beginning, I even forgot why she, why I had been made the appointment in the first place because it had been so long. But it all came together. And this, my qu- my question to her was, I feel like I get on the way when I'm channeling. And I feel like I'm not letting go completely. So then before I finish that story, I'm going to tell you guys what channeling is. Because I think it's really important to understand this before I tell you the full story. So the other day I was sitting and I was asking to receive some information about what channeling is. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I get really curious about, you know, when people say, oh, let's talk to your spirit guides or let's talk to the disease, um, somebody have pat- that have passed, or let's talk to angels and aliens. But I'm always curious about, so, so is it that they're like waiting for us to ask and then they come in and they talk? You know, like, I'm just having this image in my head. <laughs> I have this image in my head when there is, like, a wait, a waiting room with a bunch of angels and a bunch of aliens and deceased people. And they're just kind of waiting for us to call upon them so that they can actually talk. And, and that idea is a little silly, you know. I, I feel like that cannot be true. Like, don't they have their own life or whatever is it that they do up there in the universe? And this is the answer to that. What we channel, it's not the person itself. It's not the angel itself. What we channel when we talk about channeling, and channeling is a channel of communication, a channel of communication. Imagine it like a a television channel where communication comes and goes. 
And sometimes what happens to that channel, you know, when back in the TVs, when it looks like there, you have no, no signal from the cable of the satellite or whatever, and in the TV, all you see is this blurry brown and black thing. And what you have to do is you have to go down to the cable from the satellite and you have to adjust the cable until you can see the image clearly in your TV. And that's the way they talk about channeling. That it's this channel of communication that can be really foggy and dark and, and cloudy until we tune in with the cable. So we adjust the cable just the right amount to the right, just the right amount to the left. And we adjust it until we can see clearly the image being communicated or the message being communicated or the energy being communicated. So when we channel, when, we are, when we're tuned in in this channel, we have moved the cable and we see the image and we feel like, okay, this is the channel, then what we channel or what comes as a message through this channel it's not the person itself, it's a piece of their consciousness. So there is the collective conscious of the universe. And think of it as an organism, like a big heart that pumps. It's alive. And this oneness, this one heart full of information is just pumping in its energy. And at the core of it, we're all it we're one, right? So we are pieces of consciousness from that big one heart. And when we channel what we do, which is fascinating, is that we connect to a piece of our own heart. So there is a one big heart of oneness, and each of us is one heart out of that heart, like little babies out of that heart. And when we channel, what we connect to is a piece of our own little heart. So if I'm going to channel a deceased person, I don't channel them like they're not sitting in a waiting room. But instead, I, I, I kind of connect to their energy and their consciousness or a piece of their consciousness that has the information that I am looking for. And this just gets even more fascinating because this is the thing. When we channel meaning when we receive guidance from the universe or from those consciousness, we receive, so what we see in the television or in our channel, what we receive as a message is a remembrance of something that we already know because we are part of the big heart. So we already know what we're channeling. But another being, whether it's deceased or lives in another universe or lives in this human, we can also do that. I can channel somebody that lives here. But what, we, what we're seeing, what we're remembering, the message that we're getting from that other consciousness is something that we already know, but that that other conscious has remembered. So then he gives it to us. So it's like a system of communication. Let's say, just to put an example, if I am channeling on a specific being, let's say, I don't know, the Arturians, for example, and I'm wondering about this, a specific topic, the Arturians collective consciousness remembers the information that I want to remember because it's all a remembering so then what they do is I connect 
to a piece of their consciousness that can give me the information that I'm looking for to remember. So basically channeling is a communication from the oneness. I see it like as a web of communication to remember. And the more everybody tunes into the channel and asks questions and receives this remembering, the more we're awakening. So it's as if we're helping each other's wake up. The seas, the angels, the aliens, all these energies that exist in the universe because this is the thing. From this oneness, nothing can die, nothing can stop existing because energy, we cannot destroy it. We can only transform it to a different form. So when somebody dies, as we see it in this physical world, they just transform into a different type of energy, but their consciousness is still in energy form. So we can tap into that consciousness and receive information that they've remembered or that they know and we want to know and we want to remember. It's the thing that happens when we're channeling as we're pretty much just helping each other remember. And it's so beautiful because it happens. It's like an unseen web of communication and information. And this unseen wave web of communication and information, it's like a telepathic almost way of communicating. So I think it's so interesting that there's so much more than what we can see. There's so much more happening than what we can see. So if you can tune into the channel, move the cable, adjust it, and tune in to this free channel of information and growth and learning and awakening and evolution if we can all do that in order to be our best selves then we become those who remember so that we can then help those who haven't remembered or that need to remember those things that we're remembering so it builds upon each other but this is the tricky part the part is is that when we don't trust this channel when we don't trust our own ability to receive the messages, the learnings, the teachings, the remembrance, what happens is as if we are like kind of moving the cable again and making it all foggy. We're not even tuning into the channel. That's what happens when we don't trust, when we don't remember that this is something that is within us. And then we don't trust the messages. We don't act upon them. So it's harder for us to remember. And then we continue and go about life saying, but why is everything the same? Why am I not seeing more awakening or being aware or feeling peace within myself? But it's because we don't trust. So not trusting gets on the way of the messages coming because the messages are coming. We just need to create a space, which is something that we're going to cover on the masterclass coming on Thursday, October 22nd. So if you're curious about this, you're going to love it. Anyway, I believe that this channeling idea, so channeling basically is connecting to the one heart, picking a piece of consciousness that has the information that we want to remember as a human beings and have a conversation, have a conversation of remembrance. This is why when, when you see somebody channel you're immediately feeling, and if you've experienced any of my channelings, I'm sure you're familiar with this feeling, that 
you experience as if you just remember something that you have forgotten for years and it feels so good sometimes as impossible to like say with words of how it feels because it's this energetic upgrade this energetic activation of something that you say of course I've I've known this. Thank you for, for the clarity. So it's such a beautiful form of remembering. It really is. And it takes a lot of surrender and a lot of trust, which gets me to my story with the healer. Because when I came to her, I told her, so I feel like I'm on the way. And some of you guys don't know, I trans channel. So what does that mean? When I channel, we're receiving information all the time. If we're quiet or if we are tuned with the cable enough, we can receive information all the time. We don't have to be meditating to receive. At the beginning, it's easier because it's more clear. But if we're tuned in and that cable is plugged and we're in the channel, we're always receiving. But trans-channel means that I let go of my body and allow for this consciousness that is coming through to take form in my body and to communicate as a human as a human to have an interactive conversation and to express because they're energy but if i give them a body then they can express better so that is trans channeling it's when i when i give my body in order to be a, to facilitate communication from consciousness or from energy But I was telling the healer that sometimes I feel that I am on the way, like I cannot completely let go of my body because I feel there's a part of me that still wants either control or wants to know what's going on. And some of the times I remember what they're saying. Some of the times I don't remember specifically what they're saying. Maybe I know the threat of it, but I know that I'm present when when, when they're coming through. And she was asking me, if like how I connected so I said I just go and connect and then they're here really quickly and then I disconnect and they're out really quickly and she was saying so so you can channel them without having this period of readjusting back in your body and I said no I don't have to readjust back in my body I'm in my body so what we notice is that my body when I'm channeling goes back a lot of people that trans channel they get out of the body but I don't. I go back towards the back of my body and I create a space in the front of my body for this energy to come through. And I thought that it was me getting on the way and trying to force and shift things. But what happened is, is that my highest self, it's remembering so much at the moment and is learning so much because as you guys know, if you've been following the podcast for a while, I don't have a lot of human teachers that have kind of guided me through my spiritual awakenings and my connection to the universe and the way I channel and the way I receive information because every time I find one, I I feel like I already know that so I don't need them and and then I go for the next one and the same thing happens and I feel like at some point I understood that I need to figure this out on my own. So I don't have a lot of human teachers, but I have a lot of energies that are teaching me and collectives that continue to teach me a lot. 
So what we understood in the session is that as I go back, it's because my highest self, it's in class. <laughs> like this is how I learn. So when I channel, what my highest self does is that it's, it wants to be present in the transmission because it wants to learn how everything works. And at some point, it's also, it's a remembrance for me too. So it's not that I was like, because I was doubting too, like whether I was not channeling correctly or whether things were not working. And instead, it was so beautiful to notice that it was just me learning so much that I stayed in my body, but I've created this amazing ability to be in my body, create enough space for these beings to be in my body and learn simultaneously as I help people, which is such a win-win. So one of the other questions that I had for her was, and I get this all the time from people that ask me, but what collectives, like what's their names? Who are they? And and this is such, I, I understand why the questions come, but I usually never get names. I recognize them by frequency. So I know them. Some of them feel really familiar because they come all the time. But I don't know them by name. I know them by a vibration, like a feeling. Because I usually some of them, they don't have a name. They're just an energy, a frequency, a consciousness. But the interesting thing that I ask her, it was I, I want to know why that is that I don't get any names? Is it that I am not connecting like enough? So then she went, this was the coolest thing because she went channel with me. So she made me do as I, as if I was channeling and she kind of went in the trip with me, the way I connect. And I went up into the one heart, one consciousness. And then we, and then she was saying, oh my dear, <laughs> you connect really far. So I I travel, I think it's even sometimes to other universe when I'm channeling. So the consciousness that I am connecting to, they don't have form. They just have some information. So they sometimes don't even have names because they're really far from our form of the 3D reality. So she was fascinating with this whole trip and I told her, I, I, I know that I connect really far and that I connect to many, many, many beings in forms and it's so beautiful but it was so beautiful to have somebody go with me and kind of give this validation of it's not just me thinking that I'm special for going out so far but somebody can help me remember these things that it is not for me it's to help you guys and to help the collective remember so many things that we need to remember so once I understood this it was a remembrance that it's not that I'm controlling, is that I'm learning and I do connect to really far beings and some of them do not have um, form. Like she asked me if I connected to Jesus or to Mary and those kind of collectives or if I connected to deceased people. And I usually go far beyond that, which is crazy to say, but I do. And sometimes I even felt I doubted myself for the reason why I was not connecting to either the deceased people or the, I mean, in my own, I grew up as a Catholic. So in my own idea of like what is higher than Jesus energy, what is higher than Virgin Mary, 
But the thing is, it's not about what is highest. It's about who has the information that is best for what's being healed at the moment. So I understood that I just go into different collectives to gather certain information. And the funny thing is, is after that conversation, which was such a huge shift for me, I ended up crying in tears of just remembering the beauty of who we are. And sometimes we, we feel so guilty about thinking that we were special or about um, accepting the love from the universe that we're so uniquely formed to our mission here on earth it's just so beautiful so that remembers was was kind of catharsis for me and ended up in tears remembering all this and feeling the love for the universe and after after the session with her for a whole week I just wanted to give hugs and I wanted to love everybody and it's just this overwhelming remembrance so when we remember when we put ourselves in those spaces that help us heal and remember and let go of guilt and shame the ripple effect of that it's huge it's so huge and this is how we shift the bigger picture ever since that happened because I don't feel I'm caught up in my head anymore I've it's starting to get a lot of names from the collectives that come and it's it's been so interesting because I feel like I can now really relax into the whole experience of channeling and it's been more incredible than ever I've been talking to Suze to Nefertiti to um, the Arturians to just so to so many goddesses that have so many things to share and it's so interesting because I'm sure I've been already channeling these energies but I didn't know their names or I I, I was just still caught up in whether it was all good and I was doing it correctly so it was such a beautiful thing to her from from this woman the permission of just how beautiful the connection to the universe can be and that doubt the only thing that doubt does is that it disturbs the connection of the cable and the plug and it disturbs the image in the TV. Yes, I think that's what I have for you guys so far. Thank you so much for going into this cosmic, <laughs> this cosmic travel with me. I will cover more. If you have any questions from this episode, you can bring them into our call, our free masterclass on October 22nd on a Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Central European time. And we can talk more about this cosmic ideas. I hope you can join us. And I hope that you're having a wonderful rest of your day. Before I go, I want to say some amazing, amazing, amazing thing is coming. It's coming. It's on the works. And I will be announcing very soon. It's a membership and is full of activation and magic. And I just get goosebumps when I talk about it because I can't wait for us to connect and for us to create this beautiful community of healers, of seekers, of awakening, um, awakening beings in this collective and to travel together. So I am so excited to bring us together and I am so excited to bring you in as part of this beautiful community that we're creating. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. I hope that your Friday, it's a lovely one. And I'll talk to you very soon if you have a couple of minutes. Go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know how you're liking the episodes, how you're liking the guest. 
If there is anything else that you want me to cover, make sure that you message me on Instagram. At I am Daniela Arango. And share. Share with your friends. Share with your family. Share with anybody that could benefit from all this channeling and cosmic traveling. Have a lovely rest of your day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.